Welcome to Bundesliga Recap. I'll be previewing the first six teams in the Bundesliga on this episode, and then there'll be two more episodes that will come out in the following days, recapping the other 12, uh, the other 12 teams. So we'll start off with Augsburg. Augsburg, uh, they they did switch coaches. They have um, Enrico Maben. Uh, he was a previous manager of Dortmund 2. It's a little bit of an interesting move for Augsburg, in my opinion, moving to a manager that is really, really unproven. He did a great job with the Augsburg second team, but that's also in the third Bundesliga with the or with the Dortmund, sorry, excuse me, Dortmund second team. And that's just, you can't really rely on that alone. They do have um, some departure, mainly uh, Gregorich. Um, he was a goal scorer for them last year. They will miss some of those goals. Although it isn't as big as uh, I would say their incomings are. They're getting uh, Arnie Mayer permanently, which is a big add. And then they're getting uh, and and uh Dimitrich. Um, which is a Emmanuel Zermitrich from Freiburg, which is a pretty big ad, I would say, for them. I would say could replace what they lost in Gregorich. He had two goals, three assists in an Augsburg or in a Freiburg team last season that was decent, but didn't really have any stars. So maybe he can maybe be more of a star in Augsburg. We will have to, that's just only time will tell. And it will be really interesting. And then they get um, Elvis uh, Reichenbach from uh, Wolfsburg. He did play uh, almost all the games for Wolfsburg last season, but he wasn't. I mean, he's playing for Bochum on load from Wolfsburg. So Augsburg do get him for um, just over a few million. It'll be interesting. He was decent at Bochum, but he's playing as an attacking midfielder, which Augsburg have a lot of midfielders right now. So we'll have to see how they rotate that. They did play a cup game against uh, Blau Wieslohn, which is, uh, this team is not the most high rated of teams. They play in the Bundesliga fourth division. They play in the fourth division in Germany. So not quite the highest division. Augsburg won for, uh, for nothing. Reckenbach and Ayago and Gruzo were the center midfielders. Um, Arnie Mayer. And uh, Cal- uh, Daniel Calgary, uh were on the outsides, um, and Dmitrievich and Han were up top with Bauer, Ukalala, and Gulavi in the back with Gikovic playing in goal. But the main thing with this coach is he will continue to have uh, Augsburg play with a three-back. They'll play a 3-5-2 consistently. That's what they did in this game. And they really are looking to improve from last year. I think they can. I think there's. I think getting Arnie Mayer permanently was a smart move. Getting uh, Armando Dmitrovich and Reckenbach could really, really help. Although losing Gregovich could mean a loss of goals. I think this season really is going to depend on how much Augsburg can develop talent. Like Ricardo Pepe had a really, str- uh, I mean, really struggled struggled since coming to Augsburg. Did score a goal in preseason. Maybe that's a sign to come. But in this game, Mauritius Malone scores for Augsburg, which could be quite decent. He's coming back from Heideheim, which he was on loan from. He didn't, He in the second Bundesliga, he was decent. He scored two goals, but wasn't a super impactful player. 
Maybe he can uh, come and impact more. Niederlechner's still on the team. He gets a goal in this cup game. And uh, Frederick Jensen gets a goal, which is a surprise. He didn't, uh, he didn't, he had a struggle last season with injuries and stuff. So we'll see if he makes an impact on this Augsburg team. Overall, I think this team could really make um, a difference. I would say one of their more key players is Oxford, who's had some, uh, man, he's been a little bit unfit apparently going into the season. So we'll see how he gets going. But with him, um, Gikovil and Ukan. They've got a really, really solid back line for a team where they'll be at the bottom of the Bundesliga. I don't think that's a debate, but I think it'll be really, really interesting to see how the season unfolds for them. It's really, I believe, last year they didn't concede much, and so it's really going to depend this year. Can they get the ball in the back of the net? But, I mean, I think they can. I think they've got a better attack going, but, that, I mean, that's only time will tell. Moving on to the second team, a team that will definitely be on the other end of the table, Bayern Leverkusen. They have the same coach, uh, Gerardo Sinone. Uh, they do lose only one player, which has been very smart business for them, in my opinion. It's It's been quite, I would say, interesting to see how they've fought through, because there's a lot of people who want their players, because they've got a lot of attractive players, um, including... Uh, Patrick Schick, Wirtz, Daibi, Tapsova, all those players are very young and very talented. So that's been interesting to see how they've kept all of them, pretty much. They did grab Lucas, uh, or they did lose Lucas Olario, but they grab Adam Holozic, who's a very interesting player. And I think this, it could be a very nice transfer. He's from Sparta Prague, 14 million. He's only 20 years old. He plays all up all around the front. He can play on the left, striker, attacking mid. In the cup game, though, for uh, Leverkusen, he does start on the outside on the left, which was a very interesting game for Leverkusen as they do get shocked by a third uh, division team. Uh, Elversburg uh, defeat Leverkusen 4-3. Holozic does get his first goal. Schick gets a goal. And Arongis gets a goal from center defensive midfield. But it's going to, I don't know, this could be very interesting to see how this develops. Because if they can't be the third division team, maybe that's just a shock. But it's very interesting to see that. They are missing their key one of their key attackers, uh, Verts, because he's had his horrific injury and will be coming back later, uh, I believe, in September or October. Hopefully he's fit for the German national team by the World Cup, but for Leverkusen's sake, they really hope he comes back sooner rather than later. He's a key spot in their 4-2-3-1. Uh, He'll play the um, center mid, the number 10 spot, so that will take um, Asmund out of the lineup, but he didn't play all too great in this uh, Cup game anyways. They're going to have to manage a lot of comp competitions this year. But, I mean, that does save, I guess, a little bit because now they won't have to manage the DFB Pokal. But they will have to manage uh, a lot of time with the Champions League and if they drop out and go to the Europa League or something like that. I mean, I think if Verts comes back and he does well, this is one of my key decisions for Leverkusen. If Verts comes back well, 
and they continue to hold on to their key players, because there's been a lot of interest, especially in Daibi, but if they can hold on to him and hold on to their key players and Verts comes back well, I think they could easily challenge Bayern for the title. Because Verts is such a key part and so talented. Last season, he was absolutely crazy when he wasn't injured. He was on fire winning uh, team of the, uh, or he was the best player of the one of the months earlier in the season. He was absolutely amazing last year. In only 24 uh, appearances, he had 10 assists and 7 goals. Which for a player of his age, which is 19 years old, that's incredible. So, I, if he can come back healthy, I think Bayern Leverkusen could easily be in the title race and could easily grab second. That's the biggest key to the season for me, at least with them. Because what he does is he opens lanes for players like Schick and uh, Verts and Daibi and Tapsoba. To all push forward, and if they can push, that mean it. I mean, Le- Leverkusen's attack is ridiculous. Although I do find a little bit of weakness in one part of their uh, team, especially, and it's the center defensive midfielder roles. They don't really have a lockdown player. They don't really have a Kimmich like player or a Bellingham like player like uh, Bayern Dortmund do. And that's interesting because I really think I think it's necessary. They have Charles Arungis, who played fine last season, but didn't light the world world on fire. They have Robert Andrick, who's who's a good serviceable player, but I don't think should be. I think he could be partnering someone who is a star, but he's definitely not the star midfielder that you would necessarily really want there. And so right now, if they can't find that, that could be there could be a bit of friction there. I think that could be a big uh, loss for them if they can't find that. Although I do really like their center back pairing, which has Jonathan Ta and um, Edmond Tapsoba. He's only 23 years old. He's from Burkina Faso. He's he's got a he's already got a massive market value of around 50 million. I mean, he's been interest. There's been a lot of people interested in him, but I mean, he he was very very good last season. He played over 1,800 minutes. He only scored. He scored one goal, but uh, I mean, he was he didn't get he didn't have any like major errors that led to goals. He had 29 interceptions. Clearances were high. His block shots were very high. I mean, and out of the back, he's a pretty good passer with an 88 percent percentage rate last season. So he's playing quite well for them. And if he can continue that, they'll have a solid, solid back line and I mean that could be crucial crucial for them but I think their fullbacks have are decent but again not one of their strongest points I'd say their strongest points their center backs and their overall attack they have some question marks and I say their fullbacks kind of are one fring pong is I think very talented I mean there's no denying that he's 21 years old he played very well last season he didn't really have much question um, on his offending, but I do have questions for Michelle Bakker. He played 25 in 25 games last season, was decent at the back, but did have an error to lead to a goal. Wasn't consistently one of the best players in the back. So I don't know, maybe their left back does that isn't Achilles heel for them, but I think if they can get Holozic firing, which he got a goal in this game, even though it wasn't a great result for Leverkusen, he does get a goal, which is a positive for them. 
And if they can continue Shik's, Daibi, and Vertz's uh, chemistry with adding Holosic, that attack is looking insane and could be the best in the Bundesliga if all that happens. I think a lot of their season will kind of ride on if um, Florian Vertz can come back healthy because he's such a key part to their team. And can they get um, Arangis and Andrek to form a good pairing or whoever else plays in that center defensive mid role? Can they protect the back line like it's needed? And they have a good goalkeeper in Herdetsky. I don't I don't think you can say he's one of the top in the Bundesliga, but he's very solid and you know what you're going to get from him. Now moving to a team that I have no idea what we're going to get from. Bayern Munich, uh, Julian Nagelsmann. Is still the coach. They lose Sula, Roca, Taliso, Richards, Lewandowski, and uh, Chris Richards and Omar Richards will leave. So they do lose quite a bit of players. They do a lot of their, I'd say, backups. They don't really lose a key player. The only key player they do lose is obviously Lewandowski, one of the best strikers in the world. There's no doubt about that. But they did a lot of smart business um, letting players go. Chris Richards, $13 million to Crystal Palace, was on loan at Hoffenheim, didn't even play a minute for Bayern Munich last season. They even get $50 million for Lewandowski, for Lewandowski, even though he's 33 years old. That's another really great business. Omar Richards, $9 million, didn't play much last year. Good business. Then they let Korn Toliso, he was out of contract, so he goes on a free. They have some other players that they... Uh, let go for some like around one million, but Mark Roca thirteen million to Leeds. That's another. He didn't play much last season. Buried, buried on the death chart. Fantastic, I would say. Uh, si- letting go there for thirteen million. They do lose Sula on a free, but they do let some uh players go. But I mean, I feel like this is a pretty good uh overall business for Bayern. They. Do acquire quite a few players um, in the form of Mazarawi for on a free, which was great, great business. They get Ryan Grabenberch for $21 million. They get Sadio Mane for $36 million. They get Matthias Delic for $77 million. That's the biggest expenditure they've had by far. And then uh, Matthias Tell from 22, uh, for $22 million. He he was it. Uh, he seventeen years old. It's a really, really big talent. He previously uh, played for Rennes, although it's a little bit under. I mean, he was lighting it up with Rennes B team, scoring goals for them, but hasn't scored a single goal in the top flight yet. Hasn't scored for a senior team yet. So that is a little bit of interesting. But he's only seventeen years old, and is an immense talent. But I think this is the most interesting part about Bayern is I want to talk about first we'll talk about goalkeeper, which is the same as it's been for the last however long it's gonna be Manuel Neuer. It's I mean he's been at Bayern since 2011 and has been absolutely amazing for him. He's played 473 games for Bayern and I mean he'll get his 500th game for Bayern this season barring injuries, but I mean solid at the back, no questions asked he's one of the strongest players, you'll probably the strongest goalie. I mean, maybe Jan Sommer in the Bundesliga could give him some competition in that. But, I mean, Manuel Neuer is absolutely exceptional. I would say last season wasn't his greatest season. Uh, 
it wasn't the most successful, I would say, from him, but not bad at all. But, I mean, looking at, then moving up a line, looking at uh, the defenders, this is the biggest question mark for Bayern, and it's what formation they're going to play. So they play in the Super Cup versus Leipzig, uh, which was a very, very good game, 5-3 in Bayern's favor. And they play a back four with Davies, Hernandez, Upanacano, and Pavard. Upanacano comes out for Delict. But I think it's really interesting to look at Bayern Munich's center back room. Because it's it's ridiculous. And the, I mean, there's four world-class players and only two spots if they're gonna play. Uh if they're gonna play a back four. But I would say back three is a Good, has a good option to coming out this season. Nagelsmann did show he wanted to play that last year, which was very interesting. But, I mean, I think there's some really good pl- good players that could fit really well in a system like that for Bayern. First, you would have Delict, Upanacano, Hernandez, Benjamin Pavard really wants to play center back, as he's spoken out on that. And then Tuggy and Zangu, who's also another center back for Bayern. And I think you can really rely on those players. But I would say the reason why I would say suggesting to a back three is then you can get the Lake to open Econo and Lucas Hernandez all in the same uh, field. But I would say it's really going to benefit the outside backs because you know Alfonso Davies wants to get up and down the pitch and playing a wing back would give him even more freedom to do that. It would also free up um, Nuzuro Mazarawi, who's a new signing from Ajax, who's very, very talented. He's got loads of pace and will really burst up and down that line. He's got an attacking threat too. So having uh, freeing up uh, Maserawi and Davies could really uh, provide some danger to Bayern's uh, team. And then they have the best midfield in the Bundesliga by far, at least in the holding midfield section. You have Joshua Kimmich, Ryan Gravenberch, uh, then you have uh, Sabitzer, Goretzka. I mean, those those alone are ridiculous. I don't think anyone can compete with those four. I would say the starting pairing is definitely going to be Kimmich. Maybe Gravenberch, Sabitzer could be in there. Uh, Leon Goretzka has been there, but he's been he's he's been really struggling with injuries. He'll come back in early September. So I think the starting pairing could be Kimmich and Gravenberch. But uh, for the previous, uh, for the Super Cup game, Bayern did throw out a pairing of Kimmich and Sabitzer, which was, I would say, pretty solid. But, I mean, this game did was very interesting because Bayern took a 3-0 lead going into halftime. Gnabry uh, makes it, and then it's 4-1. And then Leipzig kind of come back and make it 3-4, and then Sané shuts it out in the last minute. But... It was very interesting because when Leipzig put their better team on in the second half, it was, I th- they really came to life when they put Olmo and Silva on. But, I mean, Bayern did have some trouble. And I think that was a testament to maybe Sabitzer and Kimmich breaking down a little bit. The back line lost its continuity. continuity, And I really hope, I mean, that doesn't happen for Bayern's sake because it, be, it could be really messy. I think the biggest think for Bayern this season is how are they going to line up and how is the center backs going to play? Because Open O'Connor was a bit disappointing last season. 
Hernandez hasn't been a great transfer so far. He played well in this game, got an assist. But I think it'll be very interesting to see how he plays. And I think in a back three, it supports him because then he can use his passing range. Ubunakano can use his uh, defending. And DeLitt can be that solid uh, player at the back with good leadership. So, And they need that right now. Bayern needs a good leader at the back, not just Manuel Neuer, someone in the back line too. And I think it could be really beneficial for Bayern to go to a back, back three or back five, whatever you want to call it. I think it will be more of a back three with Bayern, though, being so attacking. Uh, but then you have the attack, which is just stacked. But there are, it's a little bit of a question mark around Z- Leroy Zane. Could he be leaving? Arsenal have shown a lot of interest in him. And that could be that could be some issue, maybe. But I think it could be... I think it could, there could be a lot of... Uh, interest in that because if Sané leads, then it gives some minutes to other players. Like in this game, uh, I mean, I think it was a little bit surprising to see, but Musiala uh, starts instead of Sané, which to my opinion was a little bit interesting. Sané does come on and get the final goal for the game, but he could his future at Bayern could be in jeopardy. Uh, not the greatest first season he had, but then he had a good bounce back season last season. He was pretty decent. At, he was definitely really, very good at the start, and they kind of dropped off. So it's very interesting to see that. Uh, but he had some injuries and little nicks in that. So we'll see how he comes this season, if he even plays for Bayern. Kingsley Coman, Serge Gnabry, and Sadio Mane are all good shouts to get a lot of minutes. Musial is also up there. And then you have the ever-present Thomas Muller, who will be starting at central midfield somewhere. There's no doubt he, he's undroppable. He's, um, he'll provide assists after assists. He doesn't get one in this game, but was involved in uh, a few of the goals. Gennabry and Musiala shined in this game, and so did Mane with getting his first official Bayern goal, which is uh, good. And I, I just want to take a second to talk about Mane. He can play all over the line, and I think looking at Nagelsmann's pass at Le- uh, at Leipzig, he didn't always play with a out and out striker, and I think that could be Sadio Mane as that kind of drifting between lines, connecting, making those darting runs, and I think he could really benefit from that because he can play all throughout the line. And I mean, Nagelsmann literally said Musiala is world class, and I re- I mean I. Don't think you can really deny that. I think yet he's a, maybe a little bit under that, but Musiala has got to get minutes because he gets a goal and assist in this game. He didn't get a whole lot of minutes last season. He only got 1,400. He gets five goals, five assists. He's averaging a goal every like almost 300 minutes, which isn't great, but I mean, put into a more uh, starting role, playing more minutes, and I think he could really, really impact Byron in a positive way. I think this season will be very interesting for Bayern. Obviously, they're going to be in the Champions League places. I think if they were, that would be disastrous, and Nagelsmann's job would definitely go. But I think that's I don't think that's anywhere going to happen as they win this game and dispatch one of the title favorites along with them in Leipzig, title challengers at least. We'll see. This is going to be a very, very interesting season for Bayern. A lot of change going on, especially at the top and adding some center backs depth. And so... It's going to be very interesting, in my opinion. They add a lot of players without losing a lot of key players, except for their best player last season, which is Lewandowski, which will be very, very interesting. Bochum, 
Now, I think this, they don't have a whole lot of, uh, add, they didn't add a whole lot of players. They only add uh, Stuttgart and uh, Foster, which is interesting because they did lose a decent, they did lose a lot of key players, especially in Pantovic, Poulter, and Bella Kachop. Bella Kachop is, I think, th- th- I believe their record sell. He was a very good player for them last season. Uh, it was an $11 million fee from Southampton. Uh, Sebastian Poulter goes to Schalke for $1.8 million. And uh, they don't really lose anyone ma- major else. But they don't really add a whole lot. They add Philip Hoffman, uh, striker from uh, a second Bundesliga team. He scores 19 goals and two assists in the second Bundesliga, so he could really have a good impact this season. They add Kevin Stolger from Mainz. This that could be a very good veteran presence in the midfield. Played in the Bundesliga for uh, four seasons after playing in the second Bundesliga, he's really worked his way up through the German ladder, and he was decent last season for Mainz, but didn't get all a whole ton of minutes. So moves moves to Bochum could be a really key player for them. And then you have uh, Foster, another veteran um, from Stuttgart, 27 years old, played in the Bundesliga. This is last year was his first season. He's, again, well, actually second season. He's had a few stints, gone up and down with Stuttgart for a while. But I think this it could be very interesting to see how he fits in. He didn't get a whole ton of minutes last year, scored two goals and assist. So if he can get the... Bochum attack going, that could be very, uh, very good for them. And then they do have some really good attacking pieces, in my opinion. They play in a cup match against a team in the fourth division of the Bundes, fourth division of German soccer. So they do win three nothing, and you can't really take too much from it. But uh, there was some really good performances. Hoffman does get a goal, so if that's a sign to come, that could be really positive for. Uh, for Bochum in general, um, Holtman, another player that was uh, decent for them last season, he had five goals and four assists, so he could be very good. He doesn't get a goal in this one. Simon Zoller gets a goal. He didn't get much minutes last season, especially, but when he was on because of uh, injuries and whatnot, he did play quite well, 200 minutes per goal, which is quite good, and with two assists, so that's not bad at all. And then I would like to say Tokomo Ozano, for, um, another a Japanese player. He's I think he could be very very good. He's got he's he's had three goals for assists last season, so not the greatest amount of production. But I think he could be very good this season. And if this cup game is anything to start, he does get a goal and plays very well. So I think it, there's a lot of there's a lot of brightness to this Bochum team. They have the same manager and Thomas Rice, who was. Quite good. They also play a four-two-three-one, which just seems to be quite a popular formation in the Bundesliga. And they do have some. They have some good players, but they lose their best center back, and they lose Holter, um, who's a key player for them, really up top. So I this it could be very interesting to see how Bochum really adapt to this season. Moving on uh, to Dortmund, another big hitter. We're covering three of the teams that I would say they're going to be in the top four this season, at least in the favorites. They get back with their old coach who was in a more directive position last season. 
wasn't great with Roker, Roka, so they move um, to Edin Terzic, who plays a 4-2-3-1. And they've been fine this... They've been fine in preseason, but they haven't really lit the world on fire. But I think it'll be very interesting to see how they play this season. Uh, out, they lost their big... I mean, they lost an absolute giant for them last season. Uh, I mean, by far their best player was Holland. They lose Zagadou, who leaves on a free Witzel. So that's um, another, I would say, some loss, but I mean, it's not the biggest. 83 million, so they do get a lot from Holland. Stefan Tiggs also leads to Cologne for 1.7 million. So they do get some money, um, but not a whole ton. They get Zula on a free, which is, in my opinion, very smart business. And then their best business, in my opinion, was Nico Schlotterbeck. The best defender in the Bundesliga last season, in my opinion. I don't think that's really debatable too much. He was absolutely outstanding. He, only had, he did have one error to lead to a goal, but his heading clearance, his interceptions, his block shots. Um, I mean, he's it was absolutely insane. He's super solid. He's very mature for his age at only 22 years old. Getting him for $22 million from Freiburg is great, great business. And I think one of the signings of the summer, they get Kareem Adeyemi from Salzburg for $33 million. Now, a lot of people thought he was a replacement to uh, uh, to Holland, but I disagree. I think he, he more prefers to drift out to the wide and then come in. And then it was shown that he wasn't really supposed to be the replacement. He'll play um, in a lot of different roles on the front line. Then they get uh, Sally Ozakon, who's another under the, he's kind of under the table, not like super well known, but he's very, very good uh, for Cologne last season. I think he was very solid. He's a great midfielder. He's a very, very good defensive midfielder. It could really hold down uh, the line for them. They get Hilaire. I mean, he's a very, very good signing, but there's a lot of question marks. Unfortunately, he does have um, a testicular problem, so he he has to get um, chemotherapy for his uh, his. He has a growth on his um, testicles, but it's going to be very, very unfortunate for him because he's going to miss a lot of time, and it does seem to be it's cancer, so. He could. He's probably out until February, which is really unfortunate for him because he was absolutely outstanding. With uh, he was absolutely outstanding with Ajax last season. So really disappointing for him and Dortmund. They're gonna have to turn to see if they can get some production out of their other players because up top they're really now gonna have to rely on uh, Mukuku or Adiyami. So, and maybe Donia Mullen plays as a striker, but it's going to be interesting to see how they find a solution to this problem because no one's really an out-and-out striker. That's why they bought um, Hilaire. So, very unfortunate for them and him. Wishing all the best to him and a speedy recovery. But looking at this now from a different point of view, they have some real strengths in this team now. I would say last season, I would say their defense was definitely a big question mark, but now their center back pairing in my eyes is one of the best in the league, and I don't think you can really shake your eye at that. Nicholas Zula, finally in a team that he really, I, th- I think really feels uh, he can make a difference in. 
And then you add the young, talented Nico Schlutterbeck. And I think that's a very formidable or formidable pairing. Maybe um, they go to, I mean, maybe they do a back five, maybe occasionally. But Matt Hummels is also in that team, so maybe he's getting phased out. And then another key player in their midfield is Marco Royce. But I want to talk about their midfield because they've got some really good talent in this. Eulen Brandt's good. Reina's fine. He always gets injured, though, right now. But Jude Bellingham, Sally Ozakon, who should be uh who sh- he should be returning soon, anyways. And uh, Marco Royce is a very good midfield. And then out wide, I think you have I think Reina could play out wide. Uh, Donia Mullen could play out wide. Kareem Adeyemi can play out wide. Julian Brandt could play out wide. Torgan Hazard could play it out wide. So there's a lot of options for them. I think. There is a little bit of a question mark on Borussia Dortmund's uh, outside backs, though. May okay, I'm this is a shot in the dark because Leipzig just required Hoffenheim, Stafford Realm at left back. Maybe Dortmund could go for Angelino, just because there is a good prospect for them to get him, and if they did get him, they really help their left back situation because. Munin at right back isn't the greatest, and Rafa Guerrero would really like to go. He's kind of expressed that so. Big question marks about Dortmund's outside backs, and I'd say that's their biggest question mark. As long as who's going to play out on uh on the out and out striker, and if they really do play an out and out striker, since they do lose Haller, so we'll see on that. And then team another one team with huge question marks is Gladbach. They come into this season last season having a horrible run at it. This is one of their worst campaigns by far in a long time. They get tenth, so. They're going to have to rebuild a lot this season, and I think there's going to be a lot to come with that. They have a new coach in Daniel Farher. He's from Norwich. Um, he was going to a different uh, team in Russia, but obviously when Russia invaded Ukraine, he uh, did not go. And then they lose. They do lose a few players, and they lose uh, Ginter, and they lose Mbolo, so that's big. They do get... Um, Oscar Frollo from Micheland. He could be a decent player for them. He's 18 years old, so they're acquiring some younger talent. That's, I'd say, a bit interesting. He hasn't really played for Micheland's first team all that lot, and he hasn't scored a goal for them, so that is interesting in my opinion. They get uh, Ko Ikatara, a center back um, whose parent club was Manchester City, although he was on loan at Schalke last season. It was pretty solid for them, so... Smart business, I'd say, from Gladbach. He didn't cost too much. They get Marvin uh, Friedrich, for another center back. So that's, they're adding to their back line. Also, Luca Nets was from last season. So they they have been adding to their back line from last season. So it's going to be very interesting how, I mean, how they play out. They win a 9-1 to game against um, SV Overshen. So, I mean... Really, there's not much to say about that. They're, I believe, a fifth-tier German team. So, there's, I mean, or fourth-tier. Like, they're not going to, no one's going to see them in a long time. But Marcus Turam does get three goals, and he's one of my key players for the season. He's got to play well. Because last season, he was kind of up and down, wasn't his season. He only had three goals, wasn't on the pitch a whole lot, had injuries. So, just going to be interesting to see how he plays. And then Asandro Plie, he's 29 years old. He's going into his, he's in his prime. He's injured right now, but he had 10 goals, six assists last season. So maybe he can 
um, get there. His expected goals were pretty good too. So, I mean, I think he should be better next season. He missed a lot of chances last season, so that could be a positive sign if he can put those in the back of the net. He does start in this game though, so he should be fine. And then Hoffman's another key player because he was very good last season too. He's under the radar. He's 30 years old. No one really talks about him too much, but he had 12 goals, five assists last season. So you can't really deny he's not talented. So I think there's a lot to look at on this Gladback team, especially in the attacking wise. They uh, start with very positive. They, I mean, obviously 9-1 is a big victory, but they have a back four, Scali, uh, Igatara, Eldevi, and Benzabaimi, Scali and Benzabaimi as the outside back to get goals, so that's very positive. Neuhaus and Kramer as their center defensive midfield. So I think they have a really solid team, but I think there's some improvement too. We'll see how they start off. I think it's going to be very key to see how they start, and I think it really comes down to their attack, and can they get Turam and Plie firing? Because if they can't, they're a very dangerous team, and they could easily get back into Europe spots for next season. And can they continue Hoffman? So, and then they have the best I, with Neuer, the two best, goal, one of the best goalies in the Bundesliga in summer. So, if they can keep, get the ball in the net, summer will keep it out. So, I mean, that's pretty much nail on head what they're going to, I mean, probably their plan for the season. We'll see how it goes. It could be very up and down as last season they weren't the greatest. But uh, thank you for listening. Sorry I did take a break. I said I wouldn't, but I just kind of lost motivation to make podcast but i'll be back tomorrow and the day after to recap the other 12 teams it's gonna be very interesting and very exciting bundesliga season uh the i mean the starts in a few days at august 5th so very excited for that thank you for listening and have a great day bye